Hello and good morning and welcome to the Morning After Podcast with your girl Kai Michelle and good morning. Today I am joined by three special guests, three dear friends I hold near and dear to my heart and we're going to go ahead and get these conversations flowing like we do these mimosas. Um, Today's episode is going to be um, vibing with or vibe by peach mimosas and if everybody go ahead and grab a glass and we're going to pose a toast to today's episode episode. Go ahead and uh, raise them high. And this is for this, why we tap the glasses of Mimosa. This episode um, specifically is going to be talking about um, the evolution of friendships, the evolution of dating and relationships, and the evolution of situationships. So today I am joined by my friend Brittany. Uh, Brittany, we've been friends for a year now. Yeah. Um, go ahead and just tell you know the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do, and where they can find you on social media. Um, things about me. My <laughs> name is Brittany Francis. Um, I grew up in the Dallas area, and right now I work remotely for a software company out of Boston. So I'm at home a lot. Hey. Um, you can find me on social media at Brittany Spinet phonetically so b-u-h-r-i-t-n-e-e on instagram i don't really use twitter facebook mind your business Um, (laughs) we love it here we love it here all right and then my other good friend shauna um a fellow ball baddie ball blonde baddie aka golden lord (laughs) (laughs) shauna go ahead and let the people know who you are what you do and where they can find you at on social media Um, hello hello Shauna Jackson, originally from the Chicago area, South Suburbs to be exact, graduate of Illinois State University. Okay. I've been in the Dallas area seven years now. I was a former news photojournalist for 13 years mm. and just transitioned out of the business into the smaller sector as a digital storyteller uh, for Tarrant County. And I'm happy to be here. All right. And uh, do you want the people to find you on social media? Sure. You can, <laughs> but if you look creepy, I'm on a lot Instagram is uh, Smazzo, S as in Shauna, M-A-Z-Z as in Zebra, L-E-1985. Okay. What what is it again? What's the hassle, Smazzle? What's the hassle, Smazzle? (laughs) (laughs) So I asked her, like, where did you get this from? And she was like, Bugs Bunny. And I was like. It's a nickname my dad used to call me when we were little. And I thought that was cute. And I thought that was so cute. Yes, that was cute. And Chris, what is up? Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Let them know who you are, what you do, and where they can find you at on social media. Uh, my name is Spears. Uh, you can find me on social media at cspears7. Uh, I'm a co-founder, co-president, and CEO of a nonprofit called Pronounced Plague, but it's an acronym PLAG, which stands for Power, Liberate, Accelerate Growth. And that's what I do full-time now. Uh, a couple months ago, I took a leap of faith to just go full-heartedly, wholeheartedly into my purpose that God created me for, and that's what I do. So I'm here to help, support, encourage, and love on my friend, Kyle Michelle, hey. and talk this shit. Oh, you know, because we will be talking the shit today. <laughs> and um, y'all, how y'all feel about these peach mimosas so far? We got another bottle, but uh, I want to hear what y'all got to say, what y'all got to say about them. Oh, you want some I'm, more spark? I'm, I'm used to orange juice, but I like peach. Okay, OJ, all right. So, like I was saying in the beginning, um, again, welcome to the Morning After Podcast with Miss Kai Michelle. For all my first-time listeners, welcome in. I'm glad that you guys are listening. Thank you. And all my people that have been rocking with us since the first episode, what that shit do? You know that the uh, Morning After podcast is specifically for um, limitless, shameless, and endless conversations that happen the morning after. You know, you never know what's going to happen in the morning after, right? You're having a wild night, a fun night, something crazy, right? Um, and today, specifically, we're going to be talking about the evolutions of friendships, relationships, and situationships. And I want to go ahead and um, kick things off with this quote that I did find on social media. And it says, um, some people are only compatible with an expired version of you. I've seen that and I was like, hmm. like, that's that's kind of deep, right? Um, it just made me think about like, 
relationships um, over my life, you know, not specifically like romantic relationships, but like, you know, friends, you know, even family members, right? And when you come across, you know, those memories or those people, you know, shout out to social media because sometimes you may have not seen somebody since eighth grade and you just look like, wow, that used to really, really be my dog. Like, you know, like what happened? Or, you know, like, uh, you know, like I don't even know. If we would still be friends to this day, can mm-hmm. can y'all, you know, y'all could agree? Mm-hmm. You got some situations like that, Britt, that yeah. you could probably go by? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. What happened? I'm I'm a big, the, the quote that you said, like, the different reasons, different seasons with uh-huh. people. And I've had not just, like you said, romantic relationships, but friendships that mm-hmm. I've had for years. And it just seems like we're just not progressing or mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm going somewhere and you're just not, you're not going that same place. And it's not even bad blood. Sometimes you just fade off. Right. I had that happened recently with a very close friend of mine that I thought we would be like till death, like for life. Right. Like a and BFF. Was, yeah. And it was just, it, it was just a transition. Like we were in different places and I was moving somewhere and she wasn't going the same place. And it just, it happened that way. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, it's just life. I don't yeah. think there's anything bad to it. It just is what it is. Right. What about you, Sean? I know you're you're from Chicago. You went to school in Chicago, and now you're in Texas. So, like, I would say I actually uh, the the situationships or friendships that have expired have been recent people, but the friendships that I've had the longest were those from home. And as we got older and everything, and grew apart, and I moved to different states and cities, mm-hmm. I found that our relationships have actually gotten stronger. Mm-hmm. We felt like our friendships were fading, and me and my friend actually had a discussion. Like, you know, I've known you since eleven years old. I need to have you in my life. You're, right. You know, and mm-hmm. we actually worked on bettering our friendship and communicating better, visiting each other, having uh, having her come visit me or other friends come visit. And I would say, even though we're hundreds of miles away, our relationship is stronger than ever mm-hmm. because we put in that work yeah. because we did not want to lose that that friendship and it works both ways either me flying there or them coming here to see yeah me. we actually was like i don't want to lose this you know so i actually you know we put in that work to, to keep it together right we were drifting apart we just like you know so make sure we, yeah we're more tight-knit than ever now so. make sure you got your girl back that's really important especially like if you want to make something work you're gonna make it work right, right. what about you chris when it comes to those friendships with growth and stuff, like, you have any specific memory of, like, you know, somebody you outgrew or maybe somebody that outgrew you? Just uh, to piggyback or to touch bases back on what Shana said, one thing that's important to what you said is that both people have to be willing to put in the work because if it's just a one-sided thing or a one-way thing, then it's never going to work or reciprocate. You're never going to get the reciprocated action or feeling back, so then therefore... It's always going to be a drain or a strain on you. But uh, for me, specifically and personally, I'm actually going through that right now. But the thing is that I've learned is people respect you until they don't respect you. Mm. Until the boundary and the respect that you have for yourself detours what they want or require from you or what they use you for in their lives. And if it no longer, if what you want for yourself or what you desire for yourself no longer contributes to what they have you in their life for it's never going to work or it won't progress and that's where you just reach the end of your relationship and so I've learned things that sometimes some things are worth fighting for but then at some point it's also okay to say goodbye because some things that you fight for aren't necessarily what God is telling you that you need in your life and in order for you to truly grow you have to let some things and some people go. And so that's something that I've learned. Right. So, like, if something is, like, not serving us, like, we got to go ahead and just, like, you know, move it around. And sometimes we know things aren't serving us, right, but we want to continue to try to make those type of things work. And what they end up doing in the end, like, they end up, like, really, like, hurting us, burning us, and scarring us, like, specifically, like, thinking about, like, friendships, right? Like, I remember growing up and... um my mom met this girl. She was a new student at our school. And I was like, oh, like, you know, we're friends. And my mom said she could come over one day. And she came over. My mom was like, nah, mm-mm, that ain't your friend. Let it go. And I was mamas like, always mom's always, always know. know. Mama's always know, especially black mamas. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and I was just like, that's my friend. Like, man, 
you know, and this is just like a like a you know thing when you're a kid, and you're just like, no, like that's that's definitely my my friend or whatever. And my mom was like, no, ain't your friend. Like I'm letting you know right now, that's not your friend. So I'm like, okay. Um, still went throughout middle school. Like, oh, this is my friend. This is my best friend. Like, you know, we gonna hang out. We gonna do all this stuff or whatever, right? Y'all, that girl ended up being like so like low down. So low down. And I was just like, you know, I'm a kid. I'm in middle school. So, like, um, I guess that was, like, the first time like I experienced, like, a friendship breakup. Because that hurt, you know. I may have only been in seventh grade, but I'm like, this is my friend. This is the girl I did the talent show with. We always spend night at each other's house. And then, like, now you're hanging out with these girls, and you just, like, betray me. You hurt my little feelings. And now I'm just like... Dang, you know, but at the, you know, my mom told me, and even as a kid, it was like little small things that she would do that was kind of weird. But you know, like you're a kid, you don't really understand. Like, oh, this person is like they being funny acting. You know, that's your your first experience when it comes to that type of stuff, right? So I definitely had to let old girl go, and that's what happened. So I want to ask y'all, and we go right after this one. It is um, what is a sign that you think that you have outgrown a friend? What is like one of those signs? say probably just not communicating as much mm-hmm. or not wanting to even tell that friend what you did or what you have going on because you don't want to hear their mouth yeah. and what they have to say about it and it's just you can't just kind of avoid the conversation with them overall mm-hmm. you know and you just kind of keep things on the surface level when y'all used to really go in depth right but, you know I would say that's probably a sign I would notice mm-hmm. okay Britt. yeah I would agree with that or when you have conversation, you realize the conversation is now awkward because you're so separated in your life and what you're doing versus what they're doing, right. what they have going on, that it's just, it doesn't even feel comfortable anymore. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like, like Shana said, like you can open up, you can have that conversation. Right. I think that's definitely a sign. Right. You think it's like, like judgment? Like you feel like that person is judging you or do you feel like... I don't even know that it's judgment, but I think... They can't relate, maybe. Yeah, I think oh, like distance, distance, distance can make people can make people just unfamiliar right so somebody starts to feel unfamiliar and it's like i just i don't i don't know you i don't know this this new version or you don't know this new version of me right so it's like you can't quite understand it's not really judgment it's just we're not we're not clicking the same way we used to always mm. click what's not clicking steven <laughs> what's not clicking chris what about you <laughs> what's not clicking what what um is a sign that would tell you like you know you're definitely outgrown a friendship it can't be something that they answered either i would say when a friendship becomes one dimensional mm-hmm. so you lose the dimensions and the dynamics of the friendship but I will say I disagree with what both of them said because for me I have some relationships and bonds with people that I haven't talked to in years or months because one I'm just not a big great reacher out to people Earth. and <laughs> I also understand that people have busy lives because of things that's going on with the pandemic but even excluding the pandemic things that happen with just responsibilities lives moving on up in the workforce or creating families and having families whether it be marriage or children or whatever the case may be and sometimes you just don't got time to shoot the shit like you used to however that doesn't take anywhere away from anything that y'all went through or that y'all have built in those years or those months of a relationship so therefore I have relationships with people that I haven't talked to and whatever but I know every time we see each other or when we do talk it's back to where we at you know it's back love it's back you know, bigging each other up, wishing the best for each other, and then sometimes we communicate again for a little bit or sometimes we fall right back off, and then it's the same thing when we see each other again. However, like I said, to answer the original question, when a relationship becomes very one-dimensional. I like that. I like that when a relationship becomes really one-dimensional. And I also wanted to, like, you know, reiterate what you had said about, like, you know, distance. Like, and I think you said something about distance, too, like, um, my best friend, Rachel, she lives in Los Angeles, and I see her maybe once a year. Um, I haven't seen her in 2021, so we don't know if we're going to see each other in 2021, but maybe in the beginning of 2022. And, like, that's my dog. Like, I talk to her, like, damn near every day. Like, we make time to talk to each other. Like, even, like, my close friends out here, like, if she called and I haven't talked to her, I'd be like, I got to go. I got to talk to Rachel. Um, so we make that relationship work. And like I said, it's my best friend. And then I, I have my two childhood friends who still live in Cali that uh, I talk to. We don't talk to every day. But we also don't have that type of relationship where, like, oh, I haven't heard from you. You fake. 
Like, I ain't talked to, like, one of my homegirls, like, probably in a couple months, you know, probably haven't even really responded on, like, Instagram to each other. But when we do link up, it's like, we've never skipped a beat. And I feel like that stuff is, like, very important. Like, when you know somebody's your friend, they're your friend, right? And then you have those people, and this is, like, a big pet peeve of mine when it comes to people who, like, want to be your friend, and they, like, try to hold you, like, accountable for, like, random stuff, like... You didn't call me. I haven't heard from you. You didn't respond to me. Did I do something wrong to you? Are you still my friend? And I just be like, why are we adults and you need that much validation in a friendship? And I've I've come across a couple people and since I've been in Dallas that are like that. And those to me are kind of like red flags because like you're requiring a lot that I know I can't give you mentally as for a friendship. And I'm not saying like, you know, I'm a terrible friend, but like I like my friends to, you know, to be like low maintenance in a sense. Like when we hang out, we hang out. Like if I need you, you know, you're there. But like, don't be trying to like hold me up on this high horse. Like I got to answer all your calls. And if I don't talk to you, you think I'm mad at you. And then you're asking me like, did I do something wrong? Like I feel like something is wrong with you, mm-hmm. you know, like. Have y'all ever had somebody that was just like really, really wanted to be your friend? And I don't know if men deal with the same thing, but like as a woman, like I know we deal with that a lot. And it kind of starts like in high school and it's like, do you like me? Did I do something wrong? And it's like this like long lasting, like seeking like validation in other women type of thing. And that kind of like makes it may, well, it makes me shy away. What about you, Britt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think. I think definitely low maintenance is where it's at. Yeah. And and even with what y'all were talking about, like, friends that you can spend time apart and then pick right back up where you left off, that's, that's important. Because sometimes, like, sometimes you start off hot and heavy with friendships and y'all just want to be, like, in each other's orbit, like, all the time. Yeah, like, that's my but, girl. But life happens. You get busy you get distant the more you learn about each other the more comfortable you feel so you don't feel like you have to like like it slips into a maintenance phase and I think that that's okay right um so people that are just kind of constantly like expecting your full attention like you ain't got nothing to do you ain't got no job you ain't got no man like you ain't got nothing to do like, girl to just I'm trying to be with me all the time like are you okay <laughs> <laughs> why do you need that validation so much what about you Shauna what do you have you ever been in that kind of situation I, I have in high school and it was it was just random. I think she was just, you know, trying to find the best friend in me. But mm-hmm. I, mean, I want to say had my crew, but I was still nice to her. But it yeah. got to the point where you're meeting me at my locker every single morning. Ooh. Kind of like that T and Tamara episode when the girls start dressing like them. Yeah, <laughs> like you can't like, be our okay, twin. Back off. And so I just had to, had to nicely tell them, like, hey, can I get a little space, you know? Boundaries. You know, just trying to establish that boundary, which is hard to do as a teenager. But yeah, it's to. life is weird when you're a teenager. Like, sh- weird as fuck. Like, yeah. And as adults sometimes, like, I look back and be like, I wish I would have known this as a teenager, but it's a reason why that stuff happens, right? Mm-hmm. What about you, Chris? Have you... Like I said, like, I don't really know from your perspective as a male, but, like, have you ever encountered somebody that just, like, really wanted to be your friend? And it was like, bruh, chill. Like, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> I don't like to speak in absolute, so I can't speak for every man, but I haven't personally, like, dealt with that. Mm-hmm. There are some people, like, you know, who want to be friends or whatever, but, I mean, just my personality and how I am, either I rock with you or I don't. Mm-hmm. But, and you're not just going to pull up on me and try to be my friends because I'm just not having it. That's just not my personality. Right. <laughs> However, I will say, though, that a lot of times when building relationships, and just from a male perspective, when building relationships, you don't realize how much people are building their relationships on relationships. Mm-hmm. So then, therefore, it's not where, what did I do? Why aren't we talking? From a male perspective, it's my life surrounds my friendships and Mm -hmm. being in people's business, being nosy or knowing everything that's going on with A, B, C, and D, who's in my circle or even in my outer circle. So then therefore it becomes of, they might still have some part of their life going on, but it becomes more based on your life and other people's lives that they base their life around. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem because when people do that, then as you grow, as you elevate, as your quote said in the beginning, people fall in love or get comfortable with the old you that they try to hinder your growth or stunt your growth, or they also try to build their lives around you. So when you do try to do things, things become one-dimensional or it becomes disrespectful to them because 
you no longer want to partake in that or do certain things that you used to do or that you used to partake in. And so that was that's what I would say personally, but I can't speak on you know, every man, because there are some men out here who act like bitches. And, <laughs> um, and when I say bitches, I'm not referring to females in any stint. I just mean a man acting like a bitch. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and there are some men out here who are, you know, tender dick and, you know, have some feminine ways. And so it, it is what it is. So I can't speak for everybody when you say that, but I will say that I haven't experienced that part in, from any of my male friends that I've ever had in life, whether we're cool now or not cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I really like the way that we touched on, like, you know, that whole portion about, like, you know, outgrowing, like, friendships. Like, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Your best friend in kindergarten, you probably don't know where that person is, you know, versus your best friend that you may have met in college, undergrad, you know, we were young. We probably had, like, a lot of different jobs. You know, we've had work besties, outgrew your work bestie. Um, you probably don't even speak to your college roommate anymore. Excuse me. Um, you do? Hey, some of us do. But some of us don't. And it's, like, nothing bad on that person's end. It's just the evolution of friendship, the evolution of growing, like, you know, just really outgrowing that. And then the next portion of this I really want to touch on, because I know we all probably have a beautiful story, <laughs> is outgrowing a relationship, outgrowing relationships and of course we all have different perspectives from that because we're different people we love different our love languages are different our love languages may be different now than what they were when we were in our last relationship right so me i'll just go ahead and go first and share a little bit um i know i outgrew my relationship with my um the last relationship i was in um when things just, they just didn't feel the same. They didn't click the same. Um, a lot of, like, disagreements. But then, like, just, like, a lot of, like, discomfort, you know? Like, I can't talk to you. Um, it's not that I can't put my finger on it because I can. And then I bring it to you, you know, so we could talk about it, so we could try to solve it. And it was the the unwillingness to want to fix things on that person's end. And for me, that was, you know, the the deal breakers. Those were the deal breakers for me. Um, everybody has their vices um, and their verses or whatever, however you want to say it. Um, but even as the person I am, uh, the sensual person that I've grown into be, um, my issue, I feel like at the time was like not being pleased sexually. And that was a conversation had that still wasn't able to be fixed. And because I was, I will say that I do feel like that was a big part in our breakup. Um, but for me, um, going through that allowed me to realize that that would be a non-negotiable moving forward in future relationships um, for me. And then also not being able to, you know, just understand where your other person is coming from. You know, if you are truly passionate about something and you're supposed to be partner doesn't see the passion in your eyes behind it which makes them appreciate it like you don't have to be passionate about it but like if i want to be a beekeeper and i'm telling you like obey the ozone and honey and and you like yeah that shit's stupid like i don't support it like that's kind of like okay well look you know, I'm not telling you got to be a beekeeper with me, but it could be like, okay, yeah, babe, what the what the bees do? What the, oh, what the quaint, you know, like support me, you know, because I'm going to support you. So definitely like that. Chris, do you have any, um, when it comes to you in relationships and outgrown relationships, was there something that was just a, a deal breaker for you in relationships or non-negotiables that you learned from your previous relationships? To answer the first part of the question, uh, because I'm, I guess I'm so much of a fighter, and then I've only been in like long relationships, so therefore, there was never a part in time in a relationship that I thought I outgrew that person. Mm-hmm. Because I'm always trying to make sure whether I'm right, wrong, or indifferent. Because every time I'm not right when I'm trying to do something, but I've always tried to make sure that we grew together and that. I didn't outgrow you because if I do, that means that I wasn't investing in much in you to try to help you elevate yourself and to grow with me. And if you outgrow me, that means I'm not doing my part and you're also not lifting me up to your level. I think in relationships, a lot of times we say it's a personal thing and, you know, I don't need nobody. But to me, that's a misconception because a lot of times you could be 
the reason why your significant other grinds so hard or elevates themselves in because they see your ambition, they see your goals and your your vision and your purpose. So that makes them be like, damn, I gotta step my game up to be with her. Like she makes me want to be a better me and vice versa. So there was never a point in time where I felt like I outgrew somebody. However, on the second part of the question is, relationships have taught me a lot. And because I am a lover and for the most part, I wear my heart on my sleeve, but you have to get to know me to do it. There are things throughout relationships that I have learned that I won't deal with no more, but then also that I have to work on. And so, for example, something that I have to work on and be in relationship is because I'm a straight alpha male. I'm very aggressive and rough or whatever. So I have to learn how to be gen- more gentle, more uh, not even compassionate because I'm compassionate, but more empathetic. No, not even empathetic. Just my delivery. Mm. Because with me, I'm very rah-rah aggressive just in general. Plain or you not. You are? Yes. <laughs> and you know this. So <laughs> but, uh, but playing or if I'm serious or whatever. But I need to learn how to come at my lady or a woman in general as a woman versus just seeing her as a person without a particular sex or anything attached to it and just going from how I feel or how I'm thinking in that moment, whether it be irrational, whether it be impulsive, whether it be anything. And that's one thing that recently I just learned within the past two, three weeks that there can be a softer side of you without you being a soft nigga. And so there's there's a lot of times where I wasn't even trying to prove nothing to nobody, but I was being too aggressive or masculine when sometimes it's okay for man to portray a feminine trait. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of y'all might, man don't want to hear this, but we do have feminine energy. And so sometimes oh, it yeah. is okay for it's our split. feminine side to be expressive and to be exposed to our ladies, especially to our ladies. Now to your to your guy friends, nah, you don't need none of that. But there are things that relationships have taught me whether and things that it has taught me not to deal with or accept. And I can't accept anybody who is not understanding and also not forgiving because mm. at one point we're all going to fuck up. And it might not be, you know, a lot of times we like to use cheating as the big deal breaker or whatever, but it's not even the cheating aspect. It's just we're going to fuck up mm. in life. And if you can't be forgiving of me, then when do you expect your grace? Because you're going to fuck up too. Right. And if you if you are the type that always wants grace but doesn't give, I can't deal with that. Mm, right. Not being fair. What about you, Shauna? What What are some things you feel like, you know, you outgrown a relationship and things that you learned from it and that also made you realize, like, hey, this is a not negotiable for me moving forward? I know for me, I know you mentioned cheating. That was probably the biggest one for my last relationship. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, found out that he cheated on me with someone else. I broke up with him for about a month or so. I was mm-hmm. so miserable without him, got back. But it just didn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. I felt like I just couldn't, you know, it just didn't, I didn't feel that comfortable with him. And it's, you know, that how many times do you want me to apologize, this, this, and this. But, you know, I, uh, you know, it's just some things you can't get over. And me being a hard-headed Capricorn, I hold on to stuff. Girl, so, don't we? Don't <laughs> we, we Capricorns do. do? We do. And I just held on to it. And then finally, the, the, um... I would say the the notice I was given that it was okay to walk away was when he told me he got someone else pregnant. Mm. And that just kind of took all the the stress off my shoulders and it was easy for me to say goodbye right. and never to speak to him again. Now, from that became my cutoff game. Mm. And I have no problem not communicating with you. I have no problem not talking to you. I have no problem blocking you. Yeah. You know, you show me one red flag or a few, I'm done. Yeah. You're blocked and, you know, that's moving on. Now, you know, I would say the last few years starting to realize that you can't block people. You know, you can't, you know, just cut them off without giving them the chance to explain. But sometimes I don't want to hear your explanation. For why? Because you knew you were wrong. Right. Or you knew this is is not something I would stand for. Right. Or they're trying to flip it and manipulate the situation. I don't want to hear that. So I'm trying to give more grace and trying to, you know, not cut people off as much. Right. And, you know, just try to try to hear them out. 
Um, so that's what I, I've learned from it, but and still I'm trying to grow past that right. cutting people out of my life phase. Nobody wants to be manipulated. And that, that's the thing sometimes with these relationships. Like, you know, you see the memes and it's like went over there to talk and then they show the meme with the little brat doll with her hair all over her head. Like, yes, yeah, sis, you went over there to talk and let that man manipulate you. <laughs> what about you, Britt? What are some things from relationships that made you grow, made you understand, and also something that became a non-negotiable? Goodness, mm-hmm. I could, I could write a book. Um, Baby, come on now, come on, author. I ordered on Amazon. I um, you know, when we talk about like people not growing in relationships, I think it's not so much that people haven't grown in relationships I've been in, but just that I've gotten to know myself a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I got really big into like attachment styles and love languages and all of that over the past so several important. years and throughout all my relationships. And um, I kind of sit on the opposite end of the fence with Shauna. Like I need I need to start giving a lot less grace mm-hmm. um, because I have I have for a really long time struggled with too much loyalty. And I know people say in relationships you give and give and give, but there is such a thing as too much loyalty, one hundred percent. Um, and especially again, when it comes to things like attachment styles and knowing your attachment style and knowing why you pick the partners you do, knowing your past, digging into like your childhood and your traumas and all of that is so important when it comes to weighing your partners against Mm -hmm. just, I mean, because, because you're, you're like innate, like your deep down desires are not always good. They just are attraction. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, I've dealt with ev- all of it, all of it, uh, children, uh, <laughs> cheating. Uh, all that stuff. Uh, all that what, stuff. What is your attachment style? Um, I have a mix. Okay. But my primary attachment style um, is a, oh, my brain, I can't even think of it. It's right okay. I, I'm, I'm a dismissive, it, dismissive avoidant. That's mine. Like, I... I will dismiss shit and um, I'll avoid kind of like what to, what you say, Shauna. Like, I don't think I have that much grace to give. If you show me one too many red flags, I don't have a problem with blocking, deleting, or not speaking to you. Um, and I'll just, I'll, I will do that, especially if I am um, intimate with somebody mm-hmm. on a romantic level. And this is not just, you know, speaking to somebody like, oh, this is somebody you hook up with. Like, no, this person, like, is my person right now and like you know this person knows what's up and it's just like when you cross me and you know that you were wrong and then you're trying to avoid that I have no problem with not talking about it because um, I'm that type of person where I get so passionate or so emotion filled behind mm-hmm. something like um, I'm not going to say everything that needs to be said at that time so I need to step away I need to break away I need to make sure that you're away too because I need to be able to think properly Mm -hmm. so i know that that's my attachment style you remember yours yet no but i it basically my attachment style i can't remember the name of it right let me look them up real quick i'm two and i have it in my phone too but i'm i'm the one where you just keep giving and so you have a tendency to pick partners who Uh would consider like would have narcissistic behaviors narcissistic Mm -hmm. tendencies and would also actually be dismissive avoidant because your desire is to pull in, pull in, pull in, and their desire is push and push and push back. So it feels like this like cat and mouse game of constantly chasing and achieving and then pushing back. So then they're not giving you the emotion you want, and then you are giving overly emotional, so you feel like you're fulfilling a need, and it's almost like a superhero complex. Dismissing, fearful, secure, and preoccupied. I'm a, I, I have been a fearful avoidant. That's yeah, the one. Fearful that one's avoidant. Yeah, I used to be that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The anxious preoccupied mm. is another one. But I've actually been, so I got into this rabbit hole <laughs> when I figured these out. And for like weeks, like I was in a meeting one day and I like I had watched a video right before and I had a meeting right after. I was crying on silent and just in the meeting, just in tears, just boohooing because I had realized like, this is why I keep making these decisions. Like these are the partners that I'm picking and like. So this is I, why, because I'm yeah, dependent on this type of feeling. Yeah. So yeah. then I, I read a book and I was doing a whole bunch of research and thinking through my past relationships, my, my semi ex partner at the time. And I, um, were, we had like a whole deep conversation and like, it was just, it was a home mess. And all this it stuff hit you. Mess. Yeah. And it all hit, but you know what? I have taken the test like a few times throughout after. They change. And it changes and no, it adjusts because you, 
Yeah, because you get more comfortable. You mm-hmm. learn yourself. You um, learn what you're, you, you cope. You learn what you'll take. You grow. You grow. So you outgrow those attachment styles. 100%. Do you know your attachment styles, Chris, or you never taken that, Chris, that taking it? i never taken that test. Okay. Well, it, it's a pretty cool test, mm-hmm. you know, if you do. Is mine cut off? Is that dismissive? I feel like you may be feel fearful avoiding because of what happened to you. But that's just, like, what I feel. Like, you know, you may, but, hey, it could be different. And then also the same thing with, like, love languages. Like, I remember when I found out about love languages, like, I think I stayed up all night, like, reading into it, watching videos, like, really, like, analyzing, like, who I was with this love language. I mean, not saying that, like, you know, my love language specifically just described who I was, but I was, like, at that time, I was really... Words of affirmation. I was really broken from a previous situation. I wanted the reassurance. I really wanted to hear, you know, hey, you know, how you doing, how you feel. And I'm still really big on words of affirmation, but not as big as I used to. Because, like, when I'm talking about I used to be like, I need reassurance. Like, how we be seeing them little like memes. Validate, validate, yeah, validate, 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 validate. You know, like those little memes that be like... um um, do be like, you know, babe, can, can you scoot over in the bed? Like, I need some room. And I'm like, like well, if you want to break up with me, then just break up with me. <laughs> just say that. If you, just, if you hate me, then just say that. Like, that, I feel like that used to really, really be me. But then it also takes, like, you know, time and being exposed to different love languages for you to realize what you like, right? Like, I remember dating this guy, and his, like, top love language was physical touch. Mm-hmm. I am not physical touch, right? But do always, we be in the car, he be all on my kneecap, he want to hold my hand. The first time we went on the date, we was in the movies, and he was all on my thigh, and I was just like, okay, I think that belongs <laughs> over there. I'm like, who he think he is? But then, like, after dating him for a while, I really realized that he was a physical touch. So, him being physical touch touch kind of made me you know a little bit more comfortable with being physical touch and then because I was so like you know bright-eyed to like love languages when he wasn't too much keen on physical touches when I kind of knew when something was wrong mm-hmm. and um that's also something cool about learn, learning like love languages yeah. Shauna do you know your love language mine I would say my top one from all the tests that I've taken was always acts of service okay but now I think I'm shifting more towards quality time yeah like I like just spending that time together. Even, it's important. It doesn't even have to be a date. If we're just chilling, watching a movie, watching a show, just being in your presence. I just we I can feel, cook. I feel like those genuine conversations happen more uh, in person. In over quality time. In over quality time. But still acts of service. If you can help me with this or that, probably because I'm an acts of service person. Yeah. But if you take the garbage out, if you help me cut the grass, like... You know, that's that's a big deal for me. Yeah. For me, it's more of a show me action rather than tell me. Just right. Show me this to show you at least listen to what I had to say. And, you know, and that shows you put, you know, you're actually listening to me. Acts of service is real. A lot of people don't understand how real acts of service is, but it can get really get really real over there with somebody just doing small gestures for you. What about you, Chris? What do you say your love languages are? Tops. I have to go on my phone and look, but I got a quick question uh-huh. from the... Uh, the attachment. Yeah, attachment styles. For because I heard basically all of y'all say at one point in time y'all are dismissive what? Dismissive avoidant. Avoidant. So that does that mean y'all don't need closure? No, I need closure. Or is closure a big thing for you? I don't believe y'all? in ghosting. I will let a person I want to talk about exactly, it. Exactly. You know, hey, I don't think this is working. I don't think that is working. You know, can we just leave it at that? I know quite a few people who are okay with ghosting, but I'm okay with having, you know what, this isn't working. I'm okay with having that difficult conversation. So, again, it's like you said earlier, it's in the delivery, the way you present it to the person. If Unless it's, you know, on an abuse level, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, you know, no, we're, we, we don't have to do that. But I'm, I'm the type that needs closure. I will let you know, hey, this isn't working or that isn't working. But also, if you're not a closure type person and you ghost me or stop communicating with me, I can take the hint. I will back away. Yeah, I feel like I'm really big on hints. Like, And sometimes I also take things that aren't hits and I take them as a hint and be like, hey, you know, why you stop talking to me? Why you stop da-da-da? And I'm just like, oh, because, you know, you, you did this, that, and the third and then you did this, that, and the third. And to me, that was six signs. So I fell back. And then even to that, I had to look back at the attachment styles. I have to retake the test now. But I think mine is actually fearful avoidant. Mine too. I'm fearful. I'm fearful avoidant. <laughs> um, and that's internal conflict because that's exactly what I do. If you show me, like, you know, oh, I ain't really fucking with you, then I'm going to take that as a hint. So before you can tell me, I'm going to go ahead and tell myself to tone it down. Um, also, I'm dramatic. 
I'm very dramatic, especially like, you know, relationships. If I like you, I'm going to be dramatic. Like <laughs> you got to get with it or get lost because I'm a cry. I'm a, uh, I need all that. Right. And then um, I can definitely be unpredictable at times. And that is a part of being a uh, fearful avoidance. Um, yeah. Did you find your love language? Yet? Yeah, I did. Well, what so, are they? Uh, I am 33% quality time, 7% receiving gifts, 13% words of affirmation. And then twenty three, twenty three of physical touch and acts of service. Mm. My mom is a gift. Her, my mom's love language is definitely gifts. From just from seeing growing up, it's like okay, I know that's your love language. Yeah, and, you know, try to translate that. Yeah, that my grandmother was gifts. I'm not. I'm not a gift giver unless like I'm in love, mm-hmm. or like if I really like you, then I'd be like. Yeah, I don't need gifts or have to give gifts. Like no, that's my not a big to, thing she for wants me. To receive them, if you if you didn't get the right gift. You had 364 days. I, and I want my gift, God damn it. I want my gift. What about, what about you? You, what, How do you feel about gifts, gift giving, and things like that? I'm not. I'm terrible at giving gifts. Mm, um, I, I am. I tell my friends, like, give me a list or you get something. Tell me like, what you want. I don't know what to tell you. But if you tell me what you want, I'll, I'll get it, of course. I don't but know. I'm just, I'm not a gift giver. Gift receiving, I could take it or leave it. I do like, me too. I do like access service and I do like gifts as small things things um just because it makes me feel thought of but it's not so much the gift itself um yeah i i had a partner who was really big into gifts at one point in time and i didn't realize it and when i was first learning about love languages um they can make you feel weird he well he was doing his love language to me and i was doing mine to him Mm. and the relationship didn't work out because by the time we figured that out we were both trying to give love in a way that neither of us received it so that was a big thing that I learned, too, as far as love languages is knowing your partners and then making that adjustment because gifts is very uncomfortable for me. But if I know that's important, I'm going to go out of my way. I'm going to do my best. Gifts is uncomfortable for it me, is. too. It's very hard. Especially when a person keeps giving you stuff. I get I get, a, I get comfortable. I'll be <laughs> like, like, thanks. Thank you. Like, I don't know what to say about um, that. And then when you try to let that person know, like, hey, like, you don't have to do this. Like, no, no, no. I want to. I like to. Yes. Yes. I was dating this guy one time and like, he felt obligated to bring me Starbucks every morning to work. And I was like, you don't have to do that. Like you don't. It makes me feel like I got to, like, I got to get something. And that's how it was making me feel. You're giving me anxiety. Reciprocated. Like I want to, like, I don't want it to feel uneven, so then I want to, like, do stuff for you, but I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to You're be giving me anxiety, but sir. I will say this from what both of y'all said, but it's kind of two ends of the spectrum. A lot of times we try to project our love languages on people, mm-hmm. and so therefore, like you said with your first or one of your relationships that you talked about, it didn't work because you was trying to show him how you wanted to be loved, but you was doing that to him and vice versa. But then the other time is sometimes we have to take the hints to what they're doing because that is their level of language that they're trying to project on you. So then maybe we need to put that in our arsenal and do it more to them. Yeah, but then also communicate where they need to start listening to what our love language is and doing that shit for us. Yeah. Amen. You got to let, you know, you got to let things be gone. Um, Shauna had asked me a question and I really, really wanted to bring this into the space. Right. So um, her question was um, dating and careers and how do we balance, you know, that especially like when you're into your career or like you, you, you have your business and you're into your business and we're into what we want to do. And it's like how you come across somebody that you really like or you want to date or pursue or whatever. Um, but it comes out like an odd time. Like, how do you balance? Like, I want to hear from all of you. Like, how do you balance like doing to date and to court this person or to speak to their love language and then also being able to give into like, you know, not give into, but operate and operate in your prime when it comes to, you know, your, your dream, your career. Like, how do you, how do you balance that? Because does it just end up being like, I'm going to be really good at one thing. And then the next thing is going to come second. Like, what about you? Like Shauna, what do you think about that? That's something I've pondered the last few years. I would say I always gave myself an A plus in work, no matter where I've worked, what I've done. I've always, you know, Hey, Shauna's great. Shauna's amazing. And then when it came socially or relationship-wise, I give myself about a D. Mm. And it's like, why can't these two, you know, be equal? What am I doing here that I'm not doing here? Right. And I know I 
thinking about it, I was able to work. It was easy to develop a routine, a pattern, a way of how I worked, a method and how I moved with that because it was kind of a repetitive nature. Right. What to expect with work with relationships, not as much. And you're trying to guess what this person is doing or guess what they're about or trying to, you know, bring that out of them so you can give them the same validation that you get from work. And it just doesn't work that way. So I'm still trying to find that balance right now, actually. Right. Um, but it definitely is it's tough. And I say with my old work schedule, it was difficult if you work odd hours or weekends and holidays. You know, my old off days used to be Tuesday, Wednesday. It's hard trying to convince somebody to go on a date on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> you know, my relationships would suffer or meeting people would suffer. And yes. And if I didn't get off work until 11 o'clock on Saturday nights, my it's day, hard. My day's over, you know. It's hard. So it, it's it's definitely a tough balance, but I see why you focused on your career. Why I focused on my career because you wanted to make money because mm-hmm. you needed to eat, and I love to eat. Girl. <laughs> so I'm gonna need you know, some food. You know, it's it's hard to find that that balance with that, especially if you're good at what you do and you can't you know slack or you lack can't or stop. Anything. I'm not calling in sick to go on a date. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just on that. What about you, Britt? How do you <laughs> how do you juggle like dating? A successful date life and, you know, being successful in your career, like, how do you, what do you rate yourself? We'll go with Shana did. Like, how do you rate yourself in each while both are happening? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> what it do? I'm not even going to lie. I, I, I'm a big proponent of working to live, not living to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I work and I get to a comfortable place. But, like, right now, for example, I work remote. I do want to go back to school. Um, and, and get my master's. Um, so I do have some things in the works, but priority for me has always been people like that's just relationships are just like central for me. Yeah. Um, even in work with going back to school, like it is people centric, even in that. So for me, that that's just, it just kind of stands out above everything else for me. I've never been the entrepreneur. I've never wanted to start a business. I've never wanted to, um, make seven, eight, figures if I do that would be fantastic I love that for me um if not I'm perfectly comfortable and what I want is a comfortable life and I know that ultimately my goal is to be married to have children to have a stable family so for me that's priority (laughs) like and and for the people that are chasing their dreams and working and you know grinding out like I love that too I love that too for you for for me though as for me in my house, um, <laughs> we be chilling over here. If you want to get together on a Tuesday, you know, today I went to brunch. I did not have the day off. Um, me and my girlfriend got up and we went and we got some lunch and uh, I did some shoe shopping and then I came home and I came here. Yeah. And I, and it just went because that's that was the her, life. That was her day off and that's what we wanted to do. So we hung out. Yes. And we kicked it. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. I like that. I love that. Chris, what about you? That that dating life and that career life mixture, which one takes precedence for you? Uh, first and foremost, Brittany over here stunting. She had multiple <laughs> residences all over the, the nation. She, I don't. She did, so she's stunting. And then, uh, that's my girl. Don't let him out me like that. And then uh, to what Shauna said, uh, okay, if you're not going to, Take off of work for a date. You better go in the bathroom and send me some news every now and then. Period. So, <laughs> that, that is a, a must. Right, I'm gonna be lucky. I met one guy and we did do a breakfast date, so it was nice to meet, meet someone that could compromise okay. and could meet me before I went into work. Okay. Y'all, do y'all go in the bathroom and send nudes though? Nah. You ain't never went to the restroom and send nudes. What about your desk? Like, you know, just pop your nipple out and just I, send it. I, I don't even know I work in news. We ain't have a desk. You, had, oh, you right. You out in the field. And I had a reporter with me like, here's my boob at the shooting. But, <laughs> no. <laughs> me in the background, whole areola out. <laughs> okay. I feel like, well, me with that um, dating and career life, um, I'm with you, Britt. I'm a, I've always been a socialite, right? Even, like, you know, growing up in school, my teachers never said I was disrespectful. It was always like social butterfly, does her works, 
goes over there and dis- and you know interrupts other people and they can't get their work done, <laughs> you know, or does half her work. Like you know, we know she's an A student, but everybody was over here, so she wants to go over there, so she left her work and went over there. Um, as an adult, you know, you, you just can't leave your ABCs on the table <laughs> and go, you know, run down the slide. You gotta you gotta finish work and do what you need to do. And I find myself now like trying to find that balance, that work life balance, that where I can do what I want to do and still be able to do what I want to do, if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I know I want to own my own business. I know I want to do multiple things. So I know that a nine-to-five life is not for me, right? But at the same time, I'm not trying to, like, you know, chase, like, this, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it, but, like, this big, lavish, like, millionaire lifestyle because I, too, want a husband and I want kids and I want a house and I want my kids to grow up in a a nice area to where they can go to a nice public school. I don't want to put them in private, but like, you know, that stuff I want, but I want to be able to be there for their games, you know, for their practices. Mm -hmm. I want to go to the PTA meetings. I want to show up in my Ivy park, you know, at all the football games. Like that's my baby. Oh, that's your mama. That's That's my mom. That's part of the reason I left news. Yes, you can, because you can do, you know, what you want to do. So I feel like dating, like my date life wouldn't suffer. Sometimes I feel like um, my work life is what suffers because um, I'll be in a job. And then maybe after like, you know, six months to a year, I realize like, I don't don't really like you here. Like I'm here because in short, I have to be here. Because I got to pay my bills, I got to eat, you know, car note and insurance, right? Um, Other than that, like, you know, y'all know I'm like an influencer, but if I could really kick shit off as an influencer and, like, just pay all my bills like that. Brunch on a Wednesday. I'm going to be at brunch on a Wednesday (laughs) in the middle of the day, right? (laughs) Um, So that's definitely with that and um, coming coming with growing and outgrowing things of that nature, um, which brings me to the last portion of it. I just want to answer my part real quick because I didn't answer it because I touched on them. But oh, no, you good. For me, I'm moody. Yeah. So, mm. oh, it depends no, you're on not. My, you dep- are? What? It depends on my mood. Not so, moody, not Chris moody. Are sometimes you? I want to be bothered and sometimes I don't want to be bothered at all. So, I'm trying to figure out the balance within myself. Mm-hmm. So, it's not really work and it's not really relationship. It is finding that common place within me where I'm not one day just dismissive and I don't want to be bothered with and then one day I'm all lovey-dovey and you know compassionate and all this other stuff and affectionate so I'm trying to find that out with myself but as what you stated I am trying to chase a bag but I'm trying to chase a bag to y'all point because I have a passion for people and I want to give to people and allow people to do stuff but then I also am a big proponent of and I'm a hopeless romantic of love I feel like love can overcome a lot of things and get you through a lot of things. So without love, I feel like really there is no purpose in life. And that's also because of my spiritual beliefs. But then also with just you talking about a romantic relationship, I feel like love is important. So, But I'm just moody. So one day I want to be bothered with, one day I don't. One day I want to bother with you, one day I don't. Just because sometimes I really don't care. I move to the tune of my own beat and I feel like that's one thing that we do need to do as well, communicate what we want or what we expect. So then, therefore, we're not being required to give something that we're not willing to give. And props to you for taking that leap also. And, I appreciate and, it. And going on your own. Right. Let's give a hand clap yeah. for the key. I was being serious. I was giving a hand clap, but y'all <laughs> left me hanging. Okay. All right. <laughs> now she coming. <laughs> and then, like. Um, lastly to the whole, like, you know, the evolutions of the ships, right? The friendships, the relationships. And then lastly, the relation, I mean, the, the situationships outgrowing the situation. And like, you know, we're, we're all adults here, even though we're coming to our time, but you know, we're all adults here. We have our, our sneaky links and our quickie dips and stuff like that. What makes you outgrow your situationship? Like, you know, you don't owe them anything. Inconsistency. Probably not being consistent with what you're supposed to provide. Yeah. Uh, that like makes me outgrow it or seek it elsewhere. Yeah. So, you know, kind of got to let it go. But also there's, if you have a friendship behind it, I kind of don't, and I feel like it's a genuine friendship, I kind of don't want to let that go. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, that's quite difficult. But even if it's a, if it's a sneak, a sneaky link. We got to let the benefit go. Yeah, it's hard to let it go. I say you, you have to mourn it like you do any type of relationship, so. I feel like sneaky links or 
I, I like how Sneaky Links, that name has trended lately. But, you know, whatever you want to call it, like, you know, your little dip, your boot thing, whatever you call it, whatever yeah. state that yeah. you're from. But, like, I feel like, you know, dips don't be doing their jobs no more. <laughs> like, they don't. They don't come through. They, they don't do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like, at all. So, yeah. Yeah, like you need a class. This is this is your job. If you can't fulfill it, like don't even come over here. <laughs> what, what about you, bro? What do you think about like you know outgrowing your situationships? Why? Why have you outgrown, or why do you? Um, if you have situationships, yeah, I'm. I I don't really do situationships. I feel it. Um, I don't. I don't like a lack of clarity. It's, yeah. it's if I don't know what we're doing and I don't know where we're going, I don't I don't want to oh. sit around and wait. I don't like to be confused. Right. Um, so if you can't tell me and I ask and you don't have an answer, then I just don't even care to know at that point. Mm. Um, I don't do sneaky links. I mean, what you sneaking for? You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm practicing abstinence. Hey, oh, okay, so, we love it here. Good job, so I mean. <laughs> What, what you sneaking to? What you sneaking? I'm there ain't not, no, there ain't I'm not to go. sneaking. What you doing? We're going to watch a movie and just watch the movie and you're going to be upset. And that's um, it. So, yeah, I just, I, I just don't like to, I don't like to be confused. I love that. Don't play with me. I love that for you. I love that for you. And what about you, Chris? When it comes to situationships, outgrowing them, what you do? What do you, what would be a reason why? As for me, uh, the only way that I would outgrow a situationship is if I, decide to be intentional with somebody else or just not decide to not involve myself with somebody because to me a situationship should have no expectations it should have no requirements because it's a situationship so one thing you could go with the natural progression and the genuineness of the relationship and if it devolves and transfers into something else then that's good whether it be relationship whether it just be like y'all be bomb ass friends and no no you know no sexual interaction or anything, or whether y'all just decide y'all going to hit it every now and then. But with the situationship, there should be no expectations because that's exactly what it is. It's a situationship, and situations aren't always the same every day. One day I might have to work 16 hours. One day I might be off and, you know, at brunch shopping for shoes. It just all depends <laughs> on the situation. It. So then, therefore, there shouldn't be expectations. And then... If you do have an expectation, you need to communicate that clearly versus assuming, oh, this person ain't doing their job if you ain't even established what their job is. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times y'all are expecting something. And when I say y'all, I mean man and woman, so not just a certain sex. Y'all are expecting something from somebody without even discussing your expectations to them. And so you're expecting them to meet a requirement that you never even set. Wow. Question so if you, to that, if you do set expectations early and say, hey, if you meet someone, let me know. I will fall back. If this is a situation, just give me a heads up, especially if there's sexual intercourse because, you know, that. But do you Because now i got to go find it somewhere else. Right. Do you yourself, I, would you let your person you're in a situation know, like, hey, you know what? I got this going on. I think we gone kind of with the closure thing. I think I'm going to stop it. Or do you just kind of just let it fade away or will you let them know hey you know what i'm intentional about seeking this with someone else i think i'm gonna let this go would you do that or no if if you for, if you for, if you discussed it prior to let for respect reasons if i dab in something else and the lady before told me if i'm dabbling in something else let me know so i can move accordingly i would do that mm-hmm. but if i'm not fucking the new girl yet i'm not gonna let you know because i don't know what that situation is gonna be and i don't know what your what this situation is gonna be so i'm gonna allow the situations to devolve into whatever they are and it's none of your business if i'm talking to somebody else just like it's none of my business if you're talking to somebody else because again that's when you start getting into relationships and so if you want a relationship be intentional and be in a relationship but with a situationship it's just that and so therefore as long as i'm respecting your physical part of your body that you want and you, you know uh, whether it be STDs all this other stuff that's why you want to know and everything then yes I'll respect that but as far as who oh, okay because that was my yeah. thing because I'm like what you mean it's not my business it's definitely my business because 
like in short like situationships sneaky links whatever you want to call them like typically they're there because like we're adults we be having sex we don't we're not married so like you know for us that do have the sex like that's what we're doing so like of course you don't owe me explanation to like who you doing what you doing like you know why you answer my phone call but if we are having you know sex and you out here and you out here wilding then I feel like you definitely owe me the decency to be like hey you know I'm having I am having sex with multiple people treated like COVID hey I was exposed yeah yeah, like you know, you know let let me know, like you know, hey, we did have unprotected sex, you know, but you know, for your clarity, I just want you to know X Y Z. Or even if you go and do some wild shit, like I don't know, it's twenty twenty one. Like, hey, look, I popped off like a whole threesome, and then like you know, the me and you had sex, so. I just want to put that out there, you know, like, I feel like stuff like that, like, you know, you don't have to provide, like, super duper details, but give somebody that decency and respect for, like, her sexual health and yours. So are y'all, are y'all doing that when y'all kiss people? Yes. Why, why would I need to do that? You be, can, be, because, but, but the thing is, because you, the mouth you were talking about situationships no, and saying that they, that you could be sleeping with somebody, but not with the other person, so you're waiting to see it evolve, that's dating. That's you're dating and sleeping with one person and dating and not sleeping with the other person. That's not a situationship. If you had expectations or y'all discuss something and you're seeing that other person or you're getting to know someone without sex, that's dating. Mm -hmm. So So, why would you? So and if somebody asks me while I'm dating, if I'm seeing other people, yeah, I'm seeing other people. So then a situationship is a one night stand because you never know what that situation is going to be until that situation happens. That's the same thing for dating. You don't know what a dating relationship so is that, going to be until why, you move forward. That's why I'm saying it's not dating because a situationship basically from what you're saying if we just fucking that's a one night stand. I just <laughs> fucked you on the first night and then we decided to keep it going. Yeah, I really hate to go ahead and end <laughs> things right here but we have reached our end mark. You got, it got spicy right at the end. Y'all sat here so quiet you twiddling your thumbs. You waited for that last the question. The whole episode. You Oh my God, y'all wasn't ready for it because y'all still babysitting your mimosas. But anyway, (laughs) everyone, I thank you for tuning in to the Morning After podcast with Kai Michelle. It's been a pleasure having you guys. Um, Brittany, Shauna, and Chris, as we talked about situationships, relationships, and friendships and and the evolution of them. You can follow us on the Morning After on Facebook, on Instagram. You can like us also on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And to all of my listeners,